This podcast was sponsored by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation, and the presenter was compensated for their time. Statements in this podcast reflect the medical expertise and opinions of the presenter. Hello and welcome to this podcast, where we will be discussing when patients at high risk of cardiovascular disease should be co-managed with a lipidologist. Today, we will hear the perspectives on this topic from Dr. Yehuda Handelsman, an endocrinologist who is also the medical director and principal investigator of the Metabolic Institute of America. As a specialist, what guidance or advice would you give to PCP colleagues who have many high-risk, multimorbid patients in their clinics on how to evaluate them and when to co-manage them with a lipidologist, if appropriate? The question I'm being asked is when do we mix up diabetes and lipidology and maybe other aspects of metabolism when we try to manage a patient who is at a very high cardiovascular risk, say a person with diabetes. I'm a metabolic-based clinician and I'm a clinician. Yes, I'm involved in research, but I'm a clinician. And as a clinician, my patients have everything. My patient with obesity has dyslipidemia, has high blood pressure, often increased inflammation, hyperglycemia. Many of them have diabetes. We have seen that managing LDL gives us a faster response. In fact, in the way I look, hypertension gives you the fastest response, hypertension control. There was a study called VALUE. Within three months, reduction in strokes on those who were intensively managed. In the UK PDS, within two years, reduction mortality with blood pressure control. So I see blood pressure control as giving you an immediate response. I see lipid control as giving you an immediate to intermediate response. So when you start with the high dose statins or other management to get LDL reduction, you can see a response like we saw in Jupiter in two years, in two and a half years, relatively fast. The older statin trial that started lower dosage actually took three and a half to five years to show their response on a lower level. Hyperglycemia, at least on the measurement that we have, specifically on cardiovascular disease, I think we're seeing a 10 to 15 years impact of glucose control. There are studies to show that maybe three and a half years to show that. So how can I, the clinician, disregard what I just told you? I believe in the comprehensive approach to the management of people, which you like to call the cardiometabolic patient, if you will. That patient has all these risk factors. Lifestyle is part of that. And activity is part of that. And maybe sleep well is part of that. But at the end of the day, I want the blood pressure control. I want the lipid control. I want the glucose control. By the way, glucose control is very important in heart failure issues because heart failure, people don't know it very much, is very much glucose dependent. It may start when A1C is still five and a half to six and a half. We see a lot of increased heart failure that does not present itself yet. So if I manage heart failure in different ways and I will not manage glycemia, within two, three years, it will come back. I just point out why it is important to manage all of this. Kidney disease is so important in predicting heart disease nowadays in all the guidelines now. Everybody agrees, CKD, especially stage three, that's when estimated GFR is less than 60, very high risk for cardiovascular disease. Who gets it? People that glucose is not controlled. So I believe in a comprehensive approach. I don't wait. No one should wait. When I see my patient with diabetes, I immediately control the blood pressure and the glucose and the lipid. That's the first thing. So I used to be stupid. What do I mean? 
patient walked into my office, get 12 drugs, because I need three drugs. They've got an A1C of 11. I need three drugs to control glucose. And they've got an LDL of 145 and triglyceride of 320 and HGL, whatever it is, needs at least two medication and blood pressure three. And if they have a small event, it's a little bit of aspirin. And by the way, this other part of their lives that they have, like esophagitis, you know, and heartburns and all of this. So I send them out of my office with a list of 10 medications. What was their compliance and adherence? Very low. So I've learned. I put them on lifestyle. I start one medication for blood pressure, maybe a combination pill, but one. I start a lipid pill, like a starting. I'll start something for diabetes, and then I bring them back, and then I will build on it. But we need to control and to prove my point. That's the guidelines I wrote. So already in 2015, we change our diabetes management guideline to the comprehensive approach to management the person with diabetes. And when we do our algorithm, it's a comprehensive approach to patient with diabetes. We don't just tell you how to control glucose. We tell you how to control obesity and pre-diabetes and blood pressure and lipids. And the new version includes coagulation and other stuff. You cannot look at just one part of the patient. So when you ask me, how do we all come together? That's why I thought that as a clinician, I need to understand managing glucose. I need to understand managing lipids. I need to understand managing blood pressure. I need to understand managing obesity. If you call me because of that, I'm a lipidologist or obesologist, you know, fine. But we as clinicians need to understand all of it. And hey, we're talking to primary care physicians, but also to endocrinologists, also to cardiologists. Everybody needs to know. Everybody needs to know how to manage a patient because the primary care physician is the person who sees this patient and need to cover all of this. Poor primary care physician, they also have stomach pain and cold and now COVID and they are frontline, but they have to manage it because that's who sees the majority of these patients. Thank you, Dr. Handelsman, and thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you'll join us next time.